Oh, this is good. Now that's a fucking movie. <laughs> I just look at... Okay, maybe this is a good opener. I was just, just glanced at my note, and one of my notes just says, Pussy Eye. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, bonehead, because you're going for a ride. Yeah. Uh, I made a lot of my notes, like, uh, a long time ago when we were Me too. Did this. Yeah, we... We and did now, a little hiatus. now they don't make a lot of sense, but yeah. So mine never do, but uh, <laughs> it's just like some like that. Like I do know what the pussy eye refers to, but yeah, no, no other <laughs> explanation needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're tuning in, you may have noticed a bit of a gap between uh, episodes because yeah. life happens. Well, yeah. from the last episode, from the last, last episode. episode, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, we have stuff to do. So sometimes we're going to take unplanned breaks. Get over it. Deal with it. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, now the that's name a of this movie. podcast is, yeah, now that's a fucking movie. Uh, I'm Ben Schubert. I'm Sean Moxley. And today and we're talking about, actually, you lead this. Army of Darkness. And if there was... A movie to say now that's a fucking movie i would say it's this one yeah i would it's like absolutely what a fucking it movie it is it is one of the things i put another thing i note no no explanation it's just the word relentless this movie <laughs> is relentless it starts strong it and it's just it's just bananas from front to back it takes no breaks it doesn't take it's it's still after even the, it's yeah sorry even the wind downs are just like their own they're still funny they're yeah, still like, they're still funny it's so good yeah it still I, makes me cackle um to this day um, i was kind of half watching it today and the thing that popped into my head is you know with like you know the rings of power tv show and the new house of the dragon tv show i just want like an army of darkness like series that would be pretty dope It'd be so good just like this is like did this usher in the era of like epic fantasy i think so <laughs> in some ways like i feel like because you know like xena no, and hercules no. were after this it probably set it back by a decade because <laughs> it's like no because this movie i think was like kind of panned and like we only oh, became totally like, a cult a cult classic over time yeah because like I think, fan, I think like fans of Evil Dead didn't like it because it wasn't horror enough, and like normies didn't like it because it's like two fucking bananas. <laughs> so it's like it didn't really please anybody at the time. But then like I think now it's it has yeah. its. It was it was so cartoony. Yeah, it's just it was, it was I, like there's nothing to really compare it to. Like, no. I mean, obviously Evil no, Dead Two not that time. starts Evil Dead Two starts it on track but it's still very like over the top gory super it still is very much like comedy but very horror as well yeah. this movie is just like slapstick goofy like almost like early cinema like action adventure like daring do you know it's 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 very odd like as a movie yeah it's like three stooges-esque like comedy right slapstick comedy yeah. all over the place but there's definitely like so much Three Stooges. Like there's specifically oh, yes. one scene. Boink! The eye pokes and shit. The eye it's pokes. like literally straight from Three Stooges. Yeah, it's so good. Um, um, uh, maybe getting ahead of myself. Uh, this, this is a movie from 1992, uh, directed by uh, everyone knows who Sam Raimi is. Um, Do they? Well, he directed the Spider Man movies like probably some of the biggest blockbusters of all time. Like I'm uh, a fan. I know who he is. I know a lot of people do know who he is, but there's a lot of yeah. people who like, you know, aren't nerds. I suppose so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before he made Spider-Man, he made th these movies that are part of the evil dead franchise. Mm -hmm. um, I would say all of them are excellent. Um, Army of darkness is, my favorite but i i'm probably because i'm more of a fantasy nerd than a than a horror nerd so it's it it, it touches my heart a little uh closer to home maybe i think i'm in that same boat 
Um, I don't, I think I've only seen the first one like once. Uh, it's still great. I watch it. I watch it like every few years. Okay. Um, it, it is a little bit more like straight horror, but it's yeah. got, it's got a lot to love. It's yeah. like, it's pretty great. Like it, it, it is, you know, of, of like a super low budget horror movie. It's like among the best, I think. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, I would feel like these three movies are, they each take 90 degree turns from each other, right? Because you start do. with Evil Dead, which is like trying to be horror. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's pretty wacky, right? Yeah, there's a lot like of wackiness. For, for a horror like the, film, it's pretty wacky. The, um, the, 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 the seeds are there in the first one. Yeah. And then um, Evil like, Dead 2, they're like, you know what? Let's push this further. Let's go yeah. more comedy, more yeah. wacky more blood like, yeah so and much like really blood. yeah like really getting into also the the slapstick humor in that one too like yeah. the yeah like bruce campbell who stars in this movie is just the fucking best like what he does in this movie and able dead 2 is just like so good like yeah i wish I wish we had more Bruce Campbell. I'm actually every time I watch Army of Darkness, I'm like, how did he not become a huge star like in the 90s? I think, and I guess like maybe it was just like that the super sort of super seriousness of the the late 90s didn't kind of mesh with his like handsome but comedic like stylings, which would go like so well in like contemporary times but like at that time i think that just wasn't a thing i think this is entirely the thing is like the reason he didn't do well is because he broke new ground for that style of character right like that was a very new style of character to be like that comedic and like almost clownish while being an action hero yeah and also like like, almost like cartoonishly good looking like his super square jawed and like Oh, I th- I think he was like very like him and his character were very influential in other stories later, right? Like, yeah. But there's so many actors whose careers, you know, are purely because Bruce Campbell existed before. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like Bruce Campbell's like what he brought to the table, you know, like built a cult audience, built a cult following, and then a lot of those people went in to make films later, but. You know, we're looking for maybe younger leading men. I don't know what. I don't know why not Bruce Campbell. Yeah, maybe I think it was, it was. Who knows? I think it was the time because you think about the sort of leading man in the kind of mid to late '90s, and it's like, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like Brad Pitt, like you know what I mean? Like he just doesn't fit that mold at or all. Or even like and it's, you know, like closer to his mold would be like Schwarzenegger or. Stallone yeah, but that or... would but that was before like I was saying like if he had hit in the that was what I was going to say earlier. If he would have hit maybe in the 80s of like that sort of action movie era, he probably could have been a huge star. But that was like waning in the early 90s when yeah. he was sort of becoming like a bigger Got star. Um, yeah. That's my theory at least. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe let's get let's get into the movie here. Sure. Um one thing, Bill Pope. Bill Pope? Yeah. Is the cinematographer, right? He was the cin... I did not... I should have looked that up. I, I saw shit. it. I saw it in the fucking credits, and I was like, dude, connecting tissue of our the movies we pick. Oh, my God. I love Bill Pope. I love every film he's done. And there's so many times where I'm like, I love this film like this, and then later realize that he no. fucking worked on it. That is pretty wild because following last we- last week's in air quotes yeah. episode that I'm like, I don't even know who Bill Pope is. And I picked this movie completely not knowing that. And <laughs> at the cre- credits, Bill Pope, cinematographer, I was like, holy shit. That is crazy. Yeah, he's he's great. And he's done so much great work. Like any of the films that he's worked on, I'm like pretty stoked yeah. on. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, good catch on that one. Yeah, see, he learned stuff. Yeah, when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. I'll, I'll actually maybe give my background a little bit on this movie. Sure. Um. 
this may be the movie that actually got me more interested in in like horror movies because I was a very big kind of scaredy cat when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I saw this when I was maybe like twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and like I'm totally honest with you, when they get to that scene with the pit mm-hmm. and the blood shoots out like cartoonishly. <laughs> That, like, legit scared the shit out of me when I was, like, 12 or 13. Yes. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. (laughs) Well, seeing it later, it's so goofy. But it's, like, I think it's, I think what it is, is, like, that's, like, the homage to Evil Dead 2. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I've heard, I can't, I couldn't substantiate it, but I heard the rumor was that it was not supposed to, like, explode all at once like that. It was supposed to go in, like, spurts, but there was, like, a failure, and it just all (laughs) went up at once. That could be just a complete bullshit rumor, but I, I tried to substantiate it, but I couldn't find anything. Oh, but I remember hearing that when I was younger, so... It's so good. I mean, like, yeah. it would make sense that it's a failure, because it's like, there's not that much blood in a human being. <laughs> right? I could see no, if they were just but... like, we've got, like, a tank, we're going to do a number of takes, we've got all this blood. Well, you know, we'll just do, like, nine pints per, you know, squirt. But yeah. instead, they're just like, shit, the whole tank <laughs> But the thing is, is I think what makes me think that might be intentional is that it's like Evil Dead 2 is like just buckets of blood spraying everywhere. And so like I think I think like what it is is that like it's Sam Raimi being like, this is probably gonna be like a PG thirteen movie. It's not gonna be as gory as like Evil Dead 2. So this is my like here you go moment, you know, (laughs) where I can put in as like as much gore as I can and still get like past the ratings. I don't know. That's like my theory, at least. Uh, that could be just complete. Uh, I love that fountain. Um, yeah. I come from a different horror background, whereas... Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Yes. As a kid, like, some of my favorite, like, uh, characters were Freddy Krueger, Chucky, and Jason. Like, so, like, as early as grade two or grade three, I was watching a ton of horror. Um, mm-hmm. I went to, a, like, a, you know, in-house daycare... Where for some reason they let us watch whatever we wanted and they had a whole bunch of horror and like movie channels. And so I just like watched the shit out of horror. I loved Freddy Krueger. Like just yeah. like all the puns and all the blood and all the like gore it was so good. So like yeah. for me, when I saw this film, I was like, well, this is a tame movie I can watch with my family. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it is pretty tame, actually. Like, yeah, it, it leans way more heavily on the comedy than the horror. Like, yeah. this one is like a full, yeah. Like, yeah. I would say, like, if if anyone is like a super scaredy cat and like can't watch horror movies, I would say like start with this one. This yeah. is like probably the perfect like because it's like it has horror elements, but it's so silly and so over the top that there's like nothing that's really gonna scare you that much. Like. <laughs> like maybe that jet the fountain of blood but like other than that it's pretty tame and i think that's why it's i think that's why people didn't like uh really hardcore horror fans didn't like it at the time um i think people come around to it because it's just it's just such a fucking just amazing film in so many ways uh but yeah so when i watched it i was like I don't know about this. And then like by the end, you know, like a 12 or 13 year old boy, this is like the best fucking movie you've ever seen. Yeah, it's so like, good. it's so funny. It's, it's like has everything you want in it. Yeah. And I guess my tastes haven't changed since then. Cause I still fucking love this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, like one thing that I wonder is when did the trope of going back into medieval ages, you know, like a modern person going back into medieval ages, when did that become a thing in film? Oh, I think it's kind of old. Like you'd think. Isn't there because, like a, a kid in King, King Arthur's court and like. Yeah. I mean, um, like it's an old concept for sure. Right. Like, you know. Even, but yeah, I'm not sure in like film. Like, I don't think it was that novel of an idea, though. Let's just claim um, it was this film. It was this happened. film. It was this yes. film. It, you know, like yeah. there was no other films that could have done it. It's clearly this film. And it's also just like, what place is this? Don't fact check Medieval me. Medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like probably England, but it looks a hell of a lot like Italy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's also like, you know, like, how did you get to England from, <laughs> from North yeah, America? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Leave that in points of contention. Contention. <laughs> Frankly, contention. Don't, you don't want to open that can. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Um, here's yeah. my here's my first note. The card okay, drop. Okay. The card. Okay. The why, card drop. Why is that? I fucking loved the card drop. Right when like when he arrives, you know, in like in the medieval ages, and the first no, thing is great. just like there's just like an empty sky. We don't see anything, and then just like him and the car dropping and landing at the same time it's so good especially from like a production standpoint to be like it looks to great time those yeah. things out and it chances, looks dangerous actually yeah. <laughs> chances are that might have been like one of the last things they did if they only had the one car or maybe they had a second car that they dropped the one thing that's funny too is that it's like that plays out completely different in evil dead 2 because mm-hmm. like at the end of evil dead 2 he fully goes into medieval times and yeah. has to like fight a demon with a shotgun or something <laughs> and it's like army of darkness is like forget about all that that didn't happen as <laughs> <laughs> only sam raimi can do it's true no it's it doesn't great. matter moving it's on great. it's it's like great watch them in order because it's like hold on a second Forget about that, because it's like it's it's like always like is Evil Dead Two a remake of Evil Dead One? Is it like a continuation of it? It's like it's very confusing. But I digress. This is just Continue. early multiverse uh, storytelling. Yeah, I'm just early. I don't care about consistency storytelling. Yeah. I don't think continuity mattered as much back then because things no. were things were less serialized in that period. Yeah. It's really funny, too, because he and the Coen brothers were very good friends. And the Coen brothers edited the first Evil Dead. Oh, that's interesting. And and it's so funny to see the trajectory of those people's careers. Yeah. But you know what? In some of the like Coen comedies, I see a little Sam Raimi. So it's like it's yeah. the, the, the DNA is not actually that different when you kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah, and that's it's like, you know. They, that is really interesting, hey? Like, Yeah, because, I mean, like, often, you know, like, the filmmakers influence each other, and especially, like, young filmmakers working together, developing their styles and developing their techniques. You know, those, like, the those approaches will influence how each other do, does things. My next note is cold open, but, frankly, I, it's been so long, I can't remember why, except that it was, it was awesome. That it's like, well, like, actually, in the version, I, I swear when I used to watch it, it would say Ash versus Army of Darkness at the start of the movie. Do you remember this? I do remember that. And in the version I watched, it didn't have that. So I'm wondering, like, what what if that just, like... Did the version you watch have the alternate ending? No, this was... I watched the theatrical version. We'll get into that. At, okay, towards, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that A little, later, bit, yeah. little bit later. Um, but, um... Yeah, the cold open is just him in shackles with the super super good uh track like dun 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 mm-hmm. and he's like, My name is Ash and I am a slave. That's like the first line of the movie, I yeah. believe. Which is like you just got shackled, like you're not even a slave yet. Like, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> you know, he's very dramatic. Yeah. Um Yes, man. The other thing too is like the the score by Joseph Loduca, I believe, mm-hmm. or Loducha. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. It's like too good. It's like, yeah, it was really good. I don't know if the movie would work as well as it does without that score. It's so fucking good, and also Danny Elfman does one of the tracks as well. Oh, that's um, interesting. But um, the score is just amazing, it's phenomenal. Like I think having that as like a score. For it's it's like the score for like a really really epic movie, and having this movie be so silly, like in contrast with the score, makes it work so fucking well. Like, there's also so many things where it's like, this is played as a like, you know, it's a historical fantasy, right? Like everyone other than Ash is like dead serious. Is a is a primate right? uh, or yeah. primitive screwhead? Yeah, they're just primitive screwheads. <laughs> But it's like everyone is taking it so seriously. And then he's like, not only is he like someone from the future, but he's just so fucking absurd. 
this this movie is almost too hard to talk about because it's like we haven't even talked about the mechanical hand and like groovy. We haven't talked about even this one single set piece in the movie yet. God, yeah, there's just too much to get it's into. It's too much to talk about. It's insane. It's like it's like it's so packed and so like it is the same thing. It's like you don't go like three minutes without something crazy happening. It is just so packed. Yeah. God. Man, is it good. The mechanical hand. That also brings me to the point of, I don't know. There is no order. Get over it. There's no order. We're going to talk about them cracking open the trunk for like, you know, getting ready and, for the yeah, end fight. And, and there's like, just like, there's books of like chemistry. Chemistry 101. And <laughs> And they build like all this like outrageous stuff. Like it's that's like so fucking good though. It's, so it's good. like the idea that he can make a prosthetic mechanical hand better than any like modern day <laughs> one in like medieval times. It's just like it's just like literally it's like you know, it's like Sam Raimi just being like, I don't give a fuck. Like let's just let's just do this. You know, like I don't care. Yeah. And you'll fucking laugh when I do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like I don't give a fuck. It's like you don't give a fuck. Let's yeah, just do exactly. this. Right? And no, he's like, no when he's like, he's like, you don't, you don't understand like molecules and chemical compositions <laughs> and shit like that. It's like, motherfucker, you don't understand that. It's like you're a fucking goon. Like, it's so funny. Oh god. Because so science. fucking good. So fucking good. This movie. It's so good. It's like when he's saying, it's like, like to be like, I, I could just see some like people watching this and being just like. Why do you, why do people like this movie? It's so stupid. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, it is. But it's like it's amazing. So like, it's, <laughs> like, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's very funny too. Like I think that's the thing. It's like it's really really funny. Yeah. And so it's like not, it's not like groundbreaking, like you know, deep drama. Uh, you know, where it's like trying to be so like intelligent and pretentious, but it's like. Yeah. It's well done comedy, and that takes brains to pull off. That's true. That's true. And I think it just, even though it didn't do well originally, it was probably a lot of things coming together to kind of make it work that we yeah. like take for granted. But um, yeah, it's also too like I think I've maybe talked about this before, but like how a lot of these like movies are just like they're a mashup of a whole bunch of different things and a whole bunch of different influences, mm -hmm. and so like. You know, this is kind of like old school, you know, like Jason the Argonauts, like skeletons and like yeah, Clash of the horror, Titans. Horror, yeah, Clash of the Titans, like horror tropes, like, you know, sort of mythology fantasy tropes, kind of like early cinema kind of action hero tropes. It's like kind of everything, like mush into one, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like, I, feel, I find like some of the best, just like craziest movies are those that are just like, Yes. Like, just put everything in. Yeah, my know? favorite like, things of all these things, put yeah, them together. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I think maybe that's the type of, like, people we are. But it's, like, if you look at the films that we've done, there's a lot of that, I think. like I think so. I think a lot of... I think a lot of filmmakers, you know, pull from different, like, influences, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and to different degrees, too, right? Like, there's some people who, like, you know, like, will be subtly influenced by something and take you know, little things from everything. And then there's people like maybe Tarantino who will just like straight copy scenes, mm -hmm, you know, right. and just like redo them almost identical. Yeah. So, but no, I do think that like, like almost like even generally generationally, um, you know, like we're in more of a mashup culture, right? Where, yeah. We're, so maybe that's why this, this works now. And like, is is that we are more of like a mashup culture mm -hmm. and whereas, a remix culture? Yeah. Whereas like that at that time, you know, like there were rules to genre, right? You didn't cross yeah. genre that much, right? There was horror and there was history. There's fantasy. You don't cross them. Yeah. There's really no other movie like this. No. Like at the, especially at that time. Well, at that time, like yeah, the, definitely. But they're just like, yeah, let's cross everything. Let's just make. Yeah. Why can't it be all the things? Yeah. And it yeah. wor it works. It didn't work then because I think for the most part, uh, a lot of people got confused by it, right? Especially general yeah. audiences. People like what they expect to see, 
and when things don't line up with what they expect you know it doesn't work but i think like from a younger audience you know like we had seen like a lot of these things play out so like and in different mediums so i think for us it made sense for it to like all be mashed yeah, up it and worked for, it worked for us because we didn't have expectations i think yeah. like i didn't have any expectations for this movie and i was like this is just you know it was either like stuff i loved or it was stuff that i would like learn to love because yeah. of this movie totally. you know what i mean it was yeah I mean, I almost, think especially it's a special place in my heart it's like this is like my, my, my top five for sure you know yeah. like it's it's a real it's just it's just like it's so joyous like you know just like the action, the adventure, the crazy skeletons, the one-liners. It's just a fucking blast. Like, yeah. it's just a fucking it's blast. So you don't like absurd. this movie, you have no fucking heart. I can <laughs> say that right now. No fucking heart. No, I just, whatever. You can like yeah. whatever you want. It's silly. It's just silly, but it's like, it's so, it's silly, so well done and so relentless. Man, this movie's good. Oh, yeah, the pussy eye, I should explain, because we said earlier. It's yeah. Like, when he's scratching his shoulder, it's like when the, when the evil ash starts coming out. Mm. He's scratching his shoulder, and he rips it open, and it looks like a, it looks like a pussy yeah. eye. I'm making, I'm making you know, like a pussy eye motion. Vaginal. <laughs> it's very vaginal looking. That's why I said pussy eye at the start. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I also love, um, like, this is one of my notes that makes sense. Like, The Torment of Bruce Campbell. Just like yes. how fucking tormented he gets in this and just like how much abuse he takes. I love it so much. It's the more, it's like almost the more, it's, I think it's something that like um, Kurt Vonnegut says. It's like you have to put your characters through like tons of abuse to like see what they're made of, mm -hmm. you know? And like, uh, boy, it is Ash. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> That's actually why if you watch him in order or at least Evil Dead 2, you understand why he's such an asshole in Army of Darkness. Because the shit that he had gone through is being, like, would break a person. And so he's, like, like he is, at, like, he, there is a logical, like, why he's such a prick to, yeah, like, these no, medieval people. Like, like, you'd be so done at that point. Like, just, like, the cabin stuff alone, you know, would have yeah. broken him. Yeah. You know, and, and, like, think, and by that time, yeah, he is just, like, broken. Like, he's cracked. Yeah. He just wants to go home. He wants to go back to Smart, dude. <laughs> the um, the thing too, I think, about all these movies is that like, the Deadites are such a good kind of villain because they're they're assholes, they're pricks. Like yeah. that's the whole point of them. They don't. Their the whole point is not to like kill someone. It's to like, <laughs> like screw with them as much as possible. Yeah. And also, the funny thing is that, like, when you're possessed by a deadite, you can't ever get unpossessed. So the only cure is... Well, actually, I think they do reverse it in this one. But, uh... Yeah, they, reduce, they reverse it for, her, for uh, the lady. For the, yeah, which I kind of felt was unnecessary. But, um, but I think that's, like, a, a sort of a, a very key part of the... Uh, yeah. The sort of army of darkness I, lore is that they're like they're zombies, but they're zombies that want to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like I love that they're like they're a kind of zombie, but they're also like I I expected them to have more magical properties. Like because it's been a while since I've seen this movie, and then rewatching it, I was just like so surprised by how much like so much of their thing is just brawling, right? It's yeah. just like straight fighting. Just like just dirty fighting, I loved it so much. Like, Especially in this one, uh, but I think in all of them, yeah. there, there's that kind of thing that it's like. But like when he first fights that, you know, like that the uh, deadite in the pit. Right? Yeah, it was and just, it's just like ah, you're just going at it. Yeah, they're just yeah. scrapping, right? It's not like there's nothing amazing yeah, there's no about magic. The, there's no magic. There's nothing amazing about the choreography. It's just like just pure rough scrapping. And yeah, the great. only ma the only magic that like the Jedi's could do is that they're, they're just like relentless. Like I said before, like yeah. you, even if you cut them up, they can still like come back to like fuck with you. Yeah, and there's no like you know like wild martial arts as well. It's just no. like it's just crude, crude fighting. Crude fighting, but it's good. Like, I love it's it. Like I love yeah, it so much. I think I think there's there's enough like uh, there's enough kind of like humor in the fighting that it's like. 
well done even though it's not like maybe like amazing choreography or anything you know but like, i think yeah i think they do a really good job of like you know the choreography with the camera work to pull off just like a really yeah. you know like nothing slick nothing's like sleek but it's like it has all the tension of a good action scene exactly you know and there's like there's nothing fucking better than a skeleton exploding oh my god like yeah. Holy shit, is that fun when they're shooting the like explosive arrows and they <laughs> fucking blow up the skeletons? That is like, this just makes you smile. Like, I can't, at least, like, it just brings so much joy watching like that's those that scene. Like, when the skeletons are just getting fucked up and they're like, huh? and they're making like faces and stuff. <laughs> Fuck, this movie's great. All oh the my voiceovers God. of like, skele- yeah. let's get skeleton. out of here. Man, if uh, you've never seen this movie, do yourself a fucking favor and watch, like, yeah, it and is make, so this, funny. This should it's be so your good. Halloween movie, like every year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I watch it like once a year. I think probably. Yeah. It's just it's just a joy. It's just it's a fucking so joy. I, I also love the like rock and roll nightmare esque uh, fighting of the skeletons, like the hand to hand combat, yeah, where, yeah. The, where yeah, they just yeah, they straight really up well. like put up like put a, I don't know. They like animated it to a degree, and then he has to like fight just like. A stiff skeleton and like make it look weird and then like yeah. pick it up and break his back so good that's that's like so i was good. gonna i knew you're gonna bring that up i watched this like late last night and the scene where he fucking breaks the skeleton's back i'm like ben's gonna mention that oh, i knew I it i knew it, it so it's much. so good yeah it's so good it's like the thing it's just like like it's so packed with like care. Like you didn't need a scene. Oh, you didn't need a scene of like Ash breaking a skeleton's back over his knee. But it's like that. Like it's just every shot is like that. Like yeah. or not, not maybe like you know. But it's like every like just in that scene alone, there's like twenty crazy things that happen. You mm-hmm. know, like in that final battle. And it's like this fucking movie's amazing. It's like amazing. This is a film that easily could have taken itself way too seriously. Yeah. And like it really doesn't. Like, you know, yeah. like at no point like yeah, at no point does it take itself too seriously. And it's just it's just too like I think you use like every idea you have kind of thing. Like it seems yeah. like I was gonna say we should probably talk about the ending. Okay. Um so there is multiple endings to this movie. Uh the version I watched was the theatrical ending, which I think is the best because it's where he goes. Well, maybe I should put my danger, danger, Ben Sherbert. We are entering the spoiler zone. Whatever I did, that thing I did, I'll put that in. Yeah, I'll put that in. So in the in the theatrical version, he goes uh, back to present day and he's working at Smart again and uh telling his story to like people and it's like well did you say the words right and he's like yeah more or less <laughs> to to ted Raimi actually uh uh and then and then a dead eye defears and he fucking grabs like a rifle or a shotgun or whatever from the housewares he's still got the mechanical hand and fucking blasts <laughs> the like ted working at smart working at smart and then at the end it's like yeah, I could have been king, but I can't remember what he says. But he's like, "Yeah, I'm king right here, baby." And then like has a non-verbal consent kiss with uh, one of his coworkers. <laughs> End of movie. <laughs> uh, which is like just the best. I mean, not the. It was the '90s. That was a movie trope that like you just like take the take the damsel and kiss her. I uh, thought his girlfriend worked at the shop with him. No, she's dead at that point. Is she? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is like, yeah. That was just that was just one of his coworkers. <laughs> um, well, all right. I feel like that she, ending she, definitely opens it up for like a whole world of you know like. It's just I think it's just such a fun. It's like so funny and it's so in tone with the rest of the movie. Yeah. That it's like, it's like, you know, he gets what he wants. But it's like still fucked up because yeah. he's an idiot. You yeah. know, I, I think it's just it, it's like it's like I think it's like one of like the best endings of any movie ever. Like I, <laughs> I like I always feel like when I watch that theatrical ver- cut version, I'm like, you want to like just clap at the end. Like it's just like that sort of like wraps it all up in a bow and like sends you home smiling, you yeah. know, Um 
but you watched the I, I watched the, the other director's one, cut the director. or the alter the alternate ending. Yeah, which um, was the first time I'd seen it. I had only ever seen the theatrical cut before, and so I was like, I'd heard that this cut existed, but I had had never seen it before, and so I was pleasantly surprised when. Uh, instead of that, the way he goes home is he gets a potion in which he has to like take six drops to, you know, sleep 600 years in order to get back to his time. But he locks himself into a cave or he goes into a cave, dynamites the entrance closed and then takes five drops, gets distracted and then takes two more and sleeps an extra hundred years. And then when he comes out, he's uh, surprised to see that the whole world has ended. He's like slept a century too long. long. (laughs) My favorite line of it, though, is like when he comes out, it's like kind of like a Popeye 80 yard line, like added on. He's like, oh, yes, manufactured goods. Right. And there's like so much trash around. That's (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think Sam Raimi got his his. uh, Got to do that with Drag Me to Hell. Mm hmm. Um, but I think this is maybe where, like, it's better that he didn't get his way. Yeah. Because I think that's the ending he wanted. I think um, it made more sense in Drag Me to Hell, because the whole thing was, like, about them trying did. to avoid going. Yeah, I think but... it just, it doesn't suit the tone of Army of Darkness. No. Like, as as a sort of, like, heroic action-adventure, the theatrical ending just makes a lot more sense, and it's it's leaves you like smiling and thrilled the the it leaves you the, hoping for more right yeah and it's and like i feel like the, the 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 director's cut or the alternative cut whatever you want to call it it's it's just kind of anticlimactic almost yeah because like you know he's gonna fuck it up it's just like i don't know i just i, I remember when i first watched that i i was like I was like pissed. I was like, "What the fuck? This is bullshit. This isn't the right ending." And because uh, well, I think it was like, like "What does it mean DVD? for the future of that character?" Right? Because all of a sudden, exactly. like, this character has to walk the wastelands. That maybe there's deadites. Maybe you know, like, maybe there's something interesting happening, or maybe there's just nothing, and that's just the end of the story. Yeah. But here's the thing: if it was, he goes to the future, and there's some like nomads they're getting attacked by deadites and he yeah. like fights out the deadites and then he's like you're our protector you know and it's like here we go again yeah exactly that would, that would be, be great, great but that's not what it is no you know it's yeah so it's, it's almost like a you know a good ending for these films is kind of like like uh just like a cold open right it sets yeah. up it sets up a good finale but it also sets up a good potential you know, future story yeah. idea, right? It gives you like yeah. at least something to imagine in the future. Yeah, um, and it's like I think that like that more of of a you know I don't know what you'd call it, but like you know like a failure ending kind of works for like a lot of horror movies, but like mm-hmm. that's not what this movie is. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna start with this too. <laughs> Yo, Schubert, let's go. It's like Yoshi, bitch. <laughs> which actually brings me, brings me to my next one, which maybe is like... Points of contention, 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 contention. Um, is this movie sexist? Yes. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. It is. I watched it with Sheena. But, she had notes. Yeah, I. but I also know a lot of women who are fans of this movie. Yeah. I, um, I mean, it can be sexist and fun. You know, it can be sexist and fun, but it's like, maybe this is me doing the same thing I do all the time. is like giving it more credit than credit is due. And is it like making fun of these like action adventure tropes of the guys just like, yeah, I'm just going to grab the woman, like give her a smooch, you know, like, I mean, or that's, is it like, that was my take on it is that it's like, it is very much like, you know, poking fun at that style of like, yeah. you know, like macho character. Yeah, that's what I that's what I kind of thought, but it's like I did kind of on the, the last like, viewing. It's like it's not a very like female friendly uh, movie, but um, uh, I don't know if I'll include this in, the, in this episode. But I asked my my female friend about this, and <laughs> if, it's, if it's sexist, and she's like, "Yes, 
but it's also fucking amazing. And also she said, like, she's the wrong person to ask because, uh, quote, uh, I would suck Bruce Campbell's dick so hard, end quote. So, yeah, a little too biased maybe I don't there. Maybe I don't know the right women to uh, yeah. properly dissect this movie. Like, even if you just, like, look at representation, there's not a lot of, like, interesting women, right? There's the one love no, interest who's, like, maybe a better, you know, interesting character than a lot of what was happening at that time. But uh, there's not a lot she of... She still like, doesn't have much going no, on, though. No. Yeah. And it's, like, it's that, and then it's, like, the other, like, Lady Deadites. And that's about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no, like... There's not a lot of other women with other, like, interests. Yeah. And, like, nor, nor, character. Nor a single person of color as well yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Well, I'm really blowing it with... I was I'm like, yeah, I want to, like... You know, bring your podcast to like a wider audience, like you know, uh, asking people more like a like wider audience. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> no, Ben, don't. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll pick some. No, I'll pick something more diverse next time. Yeah, who, well, we'll see. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I don't want to leave it on like a downer note. Uh, What's another just like name name like one or two just like funny scenes that you love from the movie? Okay, here's one thing that we haven't talked about, but as a kid I loved, and as an adult I found harder to watch, and that is the scene where he's uh, in that windmill and he breaks the mirror, <laughs> and then the little like mini versions of him come out. <laughs> I love it so much. I loved it so much as a kid, but I think that much slapstick was like so much harder to watch as an adult. I don't know why. It was just like, you know, it was just like, it was like Home Alone. It but like, no, it, it windmill, takes it so extreme. Alone. Yeah. Like one of my favorite lines forever from like my first viewing was, have a little hot chocolate. <laughs> and he pours the boiling water down his throat. Yeah. I to this day think that is one of the dumbest and funniest lines <laughs> of any movie it is so fucking crazy that's like maybe like it does get kind of crazy at that point but uh, i still fucking also, love that scene his i think also too the effects in that scene do not age well they're really bad yeah. like whereas a lot of the other effects like do work really well um actually the book scene where he's getting his his chin pulled down because yeah. it's like you know, he's famous for his chin, and he's like, and like, swinging his head around. That's fucking great shit. One of the best lines of any movie ever. You're the good Ash. I'm bad Ash. Little goody two-shoes, little goody two-shoes. <laughs> fucking shoots him in the face with a shotgun. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Brilliant. Amazing line. Because Ash isn't that a good guy either. That was not in the version I saw. Are you serious? It was not. It was like, I'm not that good. That's crazy. Because that, that's the best line of the movie. Oh, my God. Because Ash isn't a good guy. That's the whole point. He's yeah. like, they're like, oh, I'm good, Ash. I'm like, no, I'm bad, Ash, motherfucker. And I'm going to show you by shooting you in the fucking face. That's crazy that's not in that. Yeah. It's like, it is literally the best line of the movie. That's amazing. Not to promote gun violence. But. But. When you're facing off deadites, anything goes, baby. Yeah, it's the deadites. Um, one thing that I found actually really interesting about the effects... I'm not that good? I need to watch this now. I don't oh, believe yeah. you. I'm not that good. What a terrible line. <laughs> Shame on you if that's what your director's cut, Sam Raimi. I swear to God, that's what it was. God, that's um, bad. But yeah, in terms of the effects for this, one thing that was interesting is that... Um, like, they don't do green screen work for this, but what they do do, which is well, something that was more common back then, is they do rear projection. So what okay. they would do is they would project scenes onto, like, a screen and then perform in front of it. Yeah, that, that shit does not age well. It doesn't, it's but like, yeah. it's coming back, baby. Is it? Yeah, because oh, yeah, this, the basis the of that shit. is a lot of... Um, was being used in shows like The Mandalorian with the, this technique called, like, using an LED volume, which is essentially, like, um, essentially it's a big LED screen that, like, projects whatever you want on it. And so, like, a lot of backgrounds are being projected and scenes are being yeah. shot that way. But I think but it's it only be... a matter of time before 
it's it can be a problem for lighting there. and stuff i've heard hmm? yeah definitely. Uh, i've heard it's like it can yeah, well i mean it's like it probably like any technology it's like has its benefits and its downsides I feel like every um, situation is a problem for lighting <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure um but i think what what weirdly like I, I always love claymation in movies or like mm. stop motion animation. Yeah. And like, I know it doesn't age well in terms of like actually being like accurate, but I love how it looks. Yeah. And, and so like, it is like that, what you just talked about and the kind of green screen stuff that I feel is always like looks shit about movies like from this era. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, whatever. I feel like, if there was any amount of budget, um, like at this point, you could go through and regrade a lot of those to fix up a lot of it. But it's never going to happen. No, I don't think they'd bother. No. Um, this, okay, on still noticing shit after watching this movie a million times, the Evil Dead uh, poster. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? Or maybe it's the Evil Dead 2 poster. Where's the skull with a with a uh, an eye? Yeah, like a human, like yeah, a human, yeah, yeah. like a fully eye. Never in the movie, and people are always like, "That's such a great poster," but it's not in any of the fucking movies. <laughs> it's in this movie. They 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 uh the at, at the end when the evil Ash is like stripped away, he's got oh, the yeah, human eyes. True. Yeah, and so like this is Sam Raimi being like. See, I'm gonna <laughs> fix it. Here you go, and motherfucker. I, yeah, no, but it's like I was like I just noticed that on this viewing, and I was like, holy shit, it's the evil, it's the evil dead two uh, skull. Oh my god. Nobody cares, but <laughs> I noticed it. Someone cares. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we talked about like I think this movie is is very influential today. I think um, so. It's it 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 has become like a huge cult classic. Um, the sort of like action comedy of it is like I think you see it in like Marvel movies. You see it like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And like this is kind of like also like horror um, comedy, right? And, I feel and like, like horror comedy too. Like, but it's like I think like this this maybe. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is like an influential movie. Like, I think it became much more of a thing as like time went on, and it's and it is recognized as kind of like the pantheon of like, of like cheesy but amazing movies. You know, yeah. like I know it's uh, supposed to be my turn to pick a movie, but I think you have a movie. Are you passing it off to me? You, know, I like the movie I have. I think has a connection to the movie you have. So you want to you want to pass it off to me? You know what? This time, I'll pass it off to you. Okay. I'll preface it by this. I was watching a bunch of Halloween movies, and I watched one that I was, like, leapt out of my seat, and I'm like, we have to do this movie, and Ben has to see this. So I'll maybe get, uh, some other time give one to you. All I'm right. so happy that we're doing this. The movie I'm picking is Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> I, I can't even begin to talk about this movie. And also, this might be a contentious one. Ben might not... He he will definitely cackle at at least a few parts. Mm-hmm. But, like, I even tried to go back and look and, like, see what people say about this movie. I couldn't find anything about this being, like, a sort of so bad it's good movie. Uh, it's insane. It's completely insane. I, I did I did a Hellraiser kind of marathon. I watched the first one last year, and I watched the two and three. We're we're talking about the nineteen ninety two one. Um, it is oh my god, Ben! I am so excited. Like you're gonna fucking cackle. Like give it time. It's like it maybe starts out just like a cheese horror movie, but like if you're not cackling by the end. Okay. I will be shocked, but this could be a contentious one. It I could like be a very. This might be the time to actually watch those Hellraiser movies. Like I know people love them. I never got into them. There no, always, don't. There were always ones that I was like, "Yeah, that seems like a cool thing," but I just like was never drawn to it. And I think mostly because I feel like 
that was a series that took itself seriously and i was never into that oh actually i wonder if it's like I wouldn't maybe just start with three. Yeah, I think know, it's I'm like, gonna start with three. Okay, no, I'm but, gonna but, like, but no, wait. Okay, no, going in that it is like very serious. Like go, I, up yeah, to that I point. understand the mechanics of like the series, but like I never bought into the characters enough to remember anything. Yeah, but I think go, go, going in knowing that there's no comedy element at yeah, all absolutely. to the two previous movies. Yeah, because. I don't know if it's actually I, I'm not even sure if they're going for comedy in this movie. It's just it is so crazily I dated. Bet not. It's so crazily dated that it's like it's crazy, Ben. Oh my god, I'm so excited for you to watch this movie. Yeah, I think like of all the Clive Barker movies, there's only one that I'm like really into. Night, Nightbreed. Absolutely, I fucking love Nightbreed. The director's cut is great, actually. Yeah. If you see, have you watched the director's cut? No, but it's based in a location in between our current locations. I know. It's in Alberta. I, I, I read the book. Yeah. Uh, like very randomly, and it like it takes place in a town very similar to the town I was born in. Yeah. And so I was like, this is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So Hellraiser three. You guys watch it. Hell on earth. I'll you will watch be, it. You will be in heaven, I think, Ben. I hope so. It's, it's like, it's not very, I think it's only like a hundred or it's like an hour and a half maybe. Yeah. But it takes like maybe half the movie to like get into the, like the real, where you're like, I am dying, like cackling. <laughs> okay. Like, so okay, take some so time. I, I needed that. Because otherwise yeah. I would have probably spent the whole time being like, what the hell is this? What's going on? Yeah. But you know what? I'll be patient. There, I think there's enough there's enough like 90s nostalgia to to enjoy for the first half of it but holy shit like oh man Hellraiser sucks holy shit <laughs> hey all you fantastic film fanatics this is boy Ani here now that's a fucking movie produced by Ben Schubert and John Moxley why don't you go write and review it on your favorite podcast app? All right, remember to keep your schnitzel tight. On the app like sauerkraut, baby. Oh, this is good. Now that's a fucking movie.